Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. What the f*** is going on? I like to party. Jesus, honey, wax much? This is Unwaxed. Get in, loser. We're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of On Wax with your favorite sisters, Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Yes, I hope you are hungover from the weekend, and I hope you are having a great Tuesday. Guess what's after Tuesday, Sophia? Hump Wednesday. Day. There we go. We're on the same page. How is everyone doing? Just This is like your little daily check-in. Are you guys doing Okay. Did you have a good bowl of cereal for breakfast? I hope you guys are hitting you the treadmills. I, how are you doing, Sistine, first and foremost? I want to ask. Well, I've got this bug right in front of me. Got you have it. a bug in you, and there's a direct sunbeam going right into my eye. Um, how am I doing? I'm good. You know, sometimes I wake up just very sad for no reason. And today was not one of those days, so I'm doing fabulous. Uh, can I tell you how I'm feeling? And since we're on Unwax, and I said this is a scene, I'm going to be very straight up. I'm in a shitty mood. No, very, I know. You know. No, no, no. But, no, I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. But, like, I don't think everyone else knows. So just letting you know, I'm in a bad mood. And I'm fine saying that because I'm just going to be very honest. And I don't think I can just, like, bullshit my way and act like I'm just doing perfect. But... You know, when you get just bad news, which I got this morning, and it just kind of ruins your day. And it's really hard, I think, for me to get out of that headspace. Like, I know I have a job to do. So we're shooting this podcast, and I'm going to go full blown about it and like make it the best I can. um, Because you do have to separate when it comes to work and how you're feeling. Yeah. But I just like, I'm, you know, I did this whole day, I've been trying to like, make myself feel better but it's really really hard to and I don't know why sometimes I think it's okay just to sit with being sad though you know what I mean I think as human beings sometimes we try to whenever we're feeling bad fix the problem right away and I'm not mm-hmm. saying wallow for a week straight but like I sometimes think it's okay just to be sad and like let that ride and then maybe you'll feel better after you know so you yeah. don't don't try to fix it today because um because I tried, and honestly, you scared me a little bit. So I think I know. She <laughs> came up, and she was. I don't know. I remember ran, what you I'm said. Not, I ran away. Like I yeah, you ran away. I, I I'm in a feisty mood. Honestly, things little things are annoying me. I was like tearing up an hour ago. I'm just. It's a sucks, and I I completely agree with that. And I think that there is a time where when it doesn't get involved in the things you have to do, like your job or you have like a lunch that you need to go to or something that is requires you to be there and you need to be your best self. Then you need to grow up and do the thing you need to do. But yeah, you know what guys, if you're having a bad day, just like I am, have a bad day. Try not to be rude to your family. Like I was rude to Sistine. Just sometimes, okay, sometimes I need to just take it out. I, but I have something that could possibly cheer you up. What? What? Honestly, right? if it, no, it's not. I'm not it's just a joke. joke. No. Why do you think everything I do is just because I feel like you're gonna say something that's just not gonna make me happier, and just maybe something that makes you happier. And I won't say it. 
Oh no, say it though, because I kind of want to know. I'll say it to the listeners. Um, right before the Zoom call, I I like so every time there's um, our podcast is on a new platform. Like I just saw that it was on Audible uh, from Amazon, and so I like to just look at reviews on on every sort of platform because I am a stalker of myself. And I just typed it unwaxed into the search bar, and then I went to images. And it's so funny because it'll be a photo of us and then just like a billion photos of dental floss and then like a photo of us. It's just us with a shit ton of unwaxed dental floss. Wait, <laughs> is that a thing? On, oh, yeah, I guess like not waxed dental floss. Oh my God, it's floss. so funny. I love that we're just associated with dental floss. Now. I, I think that maybe we should get sponsored by unwaxed oh dental floss. That, yeah, that, that was funny. You should actually look it up better. After really funny i will but what do you do to um for yourself whenever you're like we're getting serious again no yeah Mm -hmm. like what do you okay we don't need to be serious but i'm just kidding what was your question i was asking what you normally do because like right now i can't even watch a show or read a book without still just being really annoyed like even going outside makes me annoyed i just want to wallow and Um, i don't know how to get out of that headspace I always go for a long walk. I feel like that's the best way um, to distract myself. And I'll listen to a podcast or music. That makes me sad. Maybe I should give this to the people. I made a playlist called Shower Crying Doesn't Count. And sometimes people always tell me, you know, don't listen to sad music when you're sad. But honestly, it makes me feel better. Um, So I'll listen to sad music and go for a long walk. And then I'll just feel sort of refreshed. Maybe I should go for a long walk. Maybe that will make me feel better. Just getting out of the house for a hot second. Yeah. Yeah. What, what was that? Yeah. It sounds like, you know, no, probably. Not. I just don't want you to scare any, you know, uh, people just minding some their own ch- business on the street, you know, with Scaring your angry mood. You I know. I, heads off. I might just scare some children off by, like, me looking at them. But that also could be fun. That could be. You know what? Maybe that's just going to release my anger. It's just, like, projecting it onto everything else. Yeah, this is you know what you know what's good. You know what you should do for me. You're you're seeing in tonight, right? Yeah, actually, no. Want to know what I'm doing? Yeah, what? I met a new friend and she asked to hang out. (laughs) I'm so excited, you guys. Friend, you have a friend, and I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god, am I being replaced? So excited. Um. No, stupid question. <laughs> no, you're not being. Re- well, let's see oh, how you are with your little funky town, funky ass mood. <laughs> Play okay. that funky music. Are you? So you met a new friend, and you're gonna met go a new out. friend. I'm gonna see her tonight. I'm really excited. Just to, I love this. Day. It's almost like going on a first date with a guy. It's like you're yeah. kind of going on the dates with these girls too. You're just sort of figuring out if you guys mesh well at all. Very excited. But, but I always but also I was gonna say, yeah, it's fun because you don't know anything about her and you get to know like everything mm-hmm. new about her. But it also, pre-warning, sometimes when you tell people too much about yourself, because you could click, they might tell everyone else. So you gotta be careful. You don't really know her yet. I think it's like a first date, like you don't put all, all your cards too soon. Perhaps, perhaps. Right? We'll see how it goes. Maybe. I don't know. I think for guys, yeah. When you're on a date with a guy, yeah. But 
girlfriends are, are different, maybe? I think the difference between guys and girls is so polar opposite, and girls use information against you. Don't you think that? See, I'm now, so now I'm scared. I'm now so I'm scared. cynical. I'm such hey, a pessimist yeah, today. Yeah, wow. I'm excited to go out now. Sophia. I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm in such a funky mood. I'm literally just trying to ruin Sistine's night so that she doesn't go out. <laughs> you can't rain on this parade. Um, speaking of friends, we have an incredible person on the podcast today. We are so excited. She is amazing. She's a businesswoman. She's hilarious. She's funny. We've had years of friendship with this girl and we cannot wait. On our conversation, we have really, really, really in-depth talks about anxiety, which I've gone through her sobriety and Instagram and like reality versus not reality. And but we get more personalized with it. I think we didn't get very general with everything. Like we tell stories and yeah. you guys relate to it. Hopefully you laugh. Hopefully you shed a tear and hopefully you bite someone's face off like Sophia. Actress, producer, writer, blogger, designer, YouTuber, podcaster, Mirror Elizabeth, social media influencer. She started her website and now lifestyle hub, lovelornelizabeth.com, in 2011. Moved to LA and has been a boss woman ever since. She has the cutest dogs and most aesthetically pleasing Instagram. Um, she's opened up about her sobriety, her anxiety, her whole life. She's one of the most hilarious, vulnerable, and kind people we've ever met. This is Lauren Elizabeth. Yes. Stop it right now. Like, first of all, like, no, I'm going to so- need that as a voice memo, and it's going to be my new alarm clock. Should <laughs> like, I just have I'll just, okay, have this. I'll yeah, can you just it again. Like, I'll send it to yeah. you. And that's just, like, how you wake up every single That's day. literally, like, also, like, your voice was, like, so, like, soothing. Like, honestly, is that it was really? everything. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, like, everything I needed and more. Thank you, guys. I mean, first of all, like, I just have to say how much I adore the two of you. Like, you're literally the best oh, people on the planet. You. Whenever anyone's like, oh my God, have you guys like, have you like met like the Stallone sisters? I'm like, you don't understand. Like they are like the nicest, most like hilarious. Like you guys are just absolutely amazing. Okay. And it says a lot. Wait, that's so sweet. You know what I mean? I have to say, I think I met you, maybe was it three years ago on Valentine's Day? No, it was four years ago now. Four years ago. This is four years ago? I'm not kidding you. This is our four year friendship. uh, Literally, that's, this is our four-year anniversary on our Valentine's Day. I'm not even just saying this because you're here, but I do remember the very first time I met you, I had never been so caught off guard with kindness. Like, you completely opened your arms as a friend to me. For You didn't have to. But she I actually, was like, she has mentioned that, that so many times. Yeah. I mean, I just want to thank you for that because not a lot of people do that. And you know when you're the new person in a group and it's really hard to feel... Like you fit in and you made me feel like I fit in. So I really Oh my god. That, so thank you. Well it was like your energy is like literally contagious. Like anytime oh. I would run into like Sistine, like she's like, Lara! <laughs> and I was that's just like, so that's cute. my girl. Like <laughs> oh my and it was god. so funny because I remember you like asking me stuff like about like my business and everything. And like the first time we met and you know, obviously like not being from LA and then like meeting kids that like grew up in LA. 
I just like, I, I'm from the Midwest. So it's like very easy to kind of just like be self-deprecating and like dumb myself down and just like be very humble. And you were just like, so like actually interested in what I did. And I was like, oh. so caught off guard. I was well, like, it's... I think she actually cares. <laughs> no. And I genuinely do because first of all, I think if you don't ask questions from people that are doing a good job at what they do, I, you're stupid because I was like, Oh my God, she's so smart. You said you came from the Midwest. I didn't even know that, by the way. Can we talk about <laughs> Is that when so you, cool? When you moved to LA, what motivated you to move to LA? What was sort of your dream of coming to LA? I mean, it it all happened like honestly really organically because I started like my quote unquote career when I was 16. So I was literally in high school in the suburbs of Chicago, just like going to like private Catholic school. And it was like a very like traditional high school in the sense of like cheerleaders, football players, like there wasn't like, like we didn't have like home ec and like other like, like super like well-rounded clubs. Like, yes, I'm sure they existed. If someone like listens to this and like went to my high school, they're gonna be like, it wasn't like that. Like, okay, we had a whole lecture about bullying. Like it was a very cutthroat school. <laughs> and so it was like a, this weird time where like, I just didn't feel like I wanted to like do cheerleading anymore and like all that stuff. And my mom literally grounded me and she was like, so you're grounded like do something with your life like start a blog and I was like you're so dumb and then I like slammed my door and like started the blog so my oh mom my gosh like, your mom yes my mom <laughs> she was is right like, she has that like entrepreneurial spirit yeah she's just like she I mean I owe her like everything she's always pushing me and so there wasn't this like space of people the monetizing content and like doing it full time and so it really just started as like a creative outlet and then as the industry changed I kind of just like changed with it like I even went to college for a minute and then it was like kind of you know there was like a new wave of like you could kind of get a manager and like stuff like that and like yeah. could get opportunities in LA and I wanted to like be the host of e-news so I was like this is my chance so Sarah, I ended up I, just like I wanted to do the same thing at one point. I know right I mean <laughs> I was like, like right I feel like we all even go to LA you want to it's like you see Juliana Rancic and you're like oh yeah like I got it like that's yeah. what I want to do yeah. mm -hmm. exactly but obviously that didn't happen so <laughs> but your podcast mood is mm. sort of a great direct way just to talk to everyone how has the response been from a lot of your female audience, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally so crazy because I obviously have been online since like 2011 and I wanted to start a podcast for a while. And I started it like basically right before I decided to get sober. And like while I was going through, like entering this like super transitional phase of my life, because yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if you do the same yeah. thing every single day for like 10 years, like obviously you're going to end up like losing your mind. And also just like, I mean, it's almost like not really getting a promotion at work. And like you, you've been in your career for 10 years. Like I'm only 26, but I've been like fully in the workforce for that long. Right. Yeah. And so I kind of was like, I don't really know like what works anymore and what I want to do. Like, I know I want right. to use my voice. I know I want to have a podcast because that's the content I like to consume. Mm -hmm. So I want to make something that I like. And mm -hmm. so starting mood was more like, oh, like I'm just like a moody person. Like I have so many moods. Like sometimes I want to be like funny <laughs> and crazy. And sometimes I want to be serious. And I like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a moody gal. Like so stupid. <laughs> And it literally totally over like the first, I would say like six months, probably 
went from being one thing to like a completely other thing, partly because I was going through stuff in my personal life. I think that what I was doing wasn't even resonating with the new audience anymore. And like, I was self-aware enough to like, know that it's because like, I wasn't being authentic and to like, take Mm -hmm. the constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And like, instead of getting defensive, be like, they're not completely wrong. And I'm going to just do this exactly how I want to do it and hope for the best. And now all of a sudden, it's like this place where we have honest and open, like vulnerable conversations about mental health, like not in a like lame way, I guess. Like It sounds like you've been having a lot of pivoting moments, especially during quarantine, a lot's been happening. And um, I've been watching, I, I watch all your videos. Like I love like seeing what you're up to, whether it's a style trend or your favorite tanner or, and then you get into the real stuff. You talk about your sobriety, you talk about your breakup, you talk about being vulnerable. So I, I kind of want to talk about just like how you've been during quarantine and, and maybe what was the hardest part about, you know, being isolated for you? Yeah. I mean, I was literally asking you guys like before we started, I was like, how's quarantine been? And it's just so weird. Oh God, it's like, it's weird. it feels, it's like we're coming up on like a freaking year of this. And it's just, I think it, it doesn't seem real. It, it doesn't seem real. Mm-hmm. Like I, but I also like, don't remember like what life was like before at this point. I right. Think, right. Because right. it's, it does feel so far away. Like the past year has gone by so fast, but then like thinking before, I'm like, I don't know like what I used to do, like to the point where like, I actually like need to start figuring out like a new daily routine. Cause like, I'm just like living this like quarantine, like nightmare, yeah. like over and over again. But mm-hmm. I mean, I ended up getting sober, like, I would say like, probably like two months before quarantine, obviously with like no notion that we were going into a global pandemic where we couldn't leave our houses or else probably would have like been the true alcoholic I am and prolonged that process and then oh like no because so I was like oh my god do you think did that you quarantine helped did you think quarantine helped your sobriety or didn't help it definitely I mean I think I wouldn't have been able to do it without that like small foundation of um like getting sober like in real life because I'm I've been in recovery since December and so like I was able to go to like in-person AA meetings and like be with my sponsor and stuff like that so having that like small foundation and then like switching everything to virtual it was still nice to be like you know a lot of the people that I had like met a little bit in these like rooms I could now see like on the screen and it was like a learning curve for everyone like AA's never been on Zoom before so it wasn't Mm -hmm. like we're like everyone was kind of like pivoting and it was like honestly this really great as much as it's like, oh, it would have been so nice to be able to drink like everyone else during quarantine, like every mm-hmm. single day. It was like yeah. this really nice, like kind of shift in this like sober community where like we were all going through this like really, like obviously we're all always going through sobriety, but then like having this like pandemic, having that like support group where like you like have like a structure of like how you kind and of you're all going and, like, have these tools. Yeah. 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 So it honestly like, it ended up helping just because it almost like confined me to getting sober without any of the distractions of like actual social life and all that stuff. And so it kind of gave me this good foundation. I mean, I've been sober longer in quarantine than I have in the real world. So like part of me doesn't even know. I'm so proud of you, Lauren. I actually want to even jump into that because when you and like announced basically that you became sober, I had all of these thoughts in my head, like, I wonder why she did it. Like what made her jump into that decision? It's like a really life-changing decision. Everything. Yeah. I feel like your yeah. whole mindset is totally restructured. 
And then I thought about kids in college and I was like, there were so many kids I saw in college that had such an unhealthy relationship with alcohol that Mm -hmm. I realized like maybe they should be sober and maybe they should talk to someone. Like what were the signs for you that you were like, maybe I should make this decision for myself and change. It's, you know, I think that like, I obviously knew that I had an unhealthy relationship with alcohol since I was like 14. And like, I grew up in a place where I didn't even like really know what drugs were, honestly, until I like went to college just because like I grew up in such a bubble, but I knew what vodka was like the moment I like left middle school. And so I always knew that like it didn't make me feel good. And I was like always like a blackout drinker and was always like drinking for the purpose of getting drunk. Like I never really learned how to socially drink like ever. And so, right. But it was so normalized that like when I came to LA and I, I kind of started to feel the repercussions of a little bit of more of that, like hangover anxiety. Cause I was like, Oh, like this isn't just with like my, my high school friends and like the usual stuff. I'm like, this, this is affecting like other people. And like, now I have work and like, but I still was so good at it that I didn't mm-hmm. totally see a problem because again, it was so normalized. And mm-hmm, so right. it finally, it got to the point where I had like one, like really, really bad, like blackout. And then I was obviously in a relationship at the time. And he was like, you need to figure your shit out. And I was just like, I got it. And that it took me two years to even be able to get sober. Like from that point, like that's how hard. And also like now it's, you know, it's so nice. Like there's like this kind of like sober curious movement. Like people are talking about sobriety more, but even just two years ago, like I didn't, know anything about getting sober all I knew was okay I need to go to therapy and I started therapy and I went because I was like I just I got super drunk there's all this drama in my life and I need to figure it out and it's almost like I admitting like a little bit of having a problem made me like drink more and more and more and more to the point where I was like oh wait this is even like a bigger problem than it was before Mm -hmm. and you don't realize like even like I didn't know that I was drinking because I had social anxiety until my therapist told me I was like what are you talking about I'm hilarious like I have social anxiety like what no because you you your personality is I would have never guessed because your personality you're so outgoing you're bubbly and we we've hung out a couple times and I just I would never have thought but it it really goes to show that you never know what anyone is dealing with internally yeah it really goes to show because you could always be happy and the fun party person in the room but everyone has their own shit that they're dealing with and I want to say I'm so proud of you for actually taking that step and recognizing the problem and like you 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 look amazing and like I, I can actually see a difference no really in the way that you're speaking and smiling about it it's like I genuinely see a, an incredibly big change in you and so it's really cool that you made this Thank step you. and you had mentioned yeah. that um you went to therapy for it and your therapist yeah. actually helped you recognize it was tied to your social anxiety so anxiety is something that we definitely have been waiting to actually discuss on this podcast with you because um, Sophia has dealt with anxiety. I've dealt with minor forms of anxiety and you've been extremely open about your anxiety. So I feel like um, we should sort of just like jump into that topic a little bit if you guys are comfortable with it, because I certainly mm-hmm. want to learn more. Well, I know because mm-hmm. Sophia was telling, I'm, I think you mentioned at the <laughs> beginning of the podcast, you were like, yeah. that's like how we like connected at first. So and the funniest, yeah, yeah. You, this is the funniest thing is I, I think this was like, was it two years ago, three years ago? I can't totally remember what it was, but I was at one of my points where I was really low. And it was like one of those, 
anxiety spirals where you're like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then it just shoots down and you're just like mm-hmm. in this black hole. And I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's like the stars aligned, but I don't really watch it. I didn't watch a ton of your videos. Now I do. I love watching your videos. But <laughs> at the time it popped up and you were, it was something you posted like that week. And you were saying literally exactly how I felt. You were talking about having this major anxiety, like things were just piling up, piling up, piling up. You'll go to therapy for like a couple months and then you'll feel better. Then you won't go. And then mm. all of a sudden you realize that all of this shit is so to the ceiling that when it comes crashing down, it crashes down. And that's exactly how I was feeling. And I literally texted um, the, the ex and I said, hey, I need to talk to Lauren. Just like tell her how much she helped me because it made me actually go back to therapy. Honestly, like that was the day. I, I remember started. getting that text message too. And it made me like cry on the phone. Yeah, my, I heard that. When my ex-boyfriend texted me and like sent me like a screenshot or something was like, can I send her your number? I was like, oh my God, this is like the nicest thing I've ever seen. Like this makes me so yeah. happy. Cause it's just like, it's like Sistine was saying, like you don't know what someone's like going through. And like, mm-hmm. it's like the same with like anyone that just like watches my videos. Cause it's like, yes, like I'm talking about it, but like, I don't, when I'm saying it, like I don't fully think like oh like I'm saying this because like so many people are going to relate to it I I say it because like I just like can't sleep at night unless I'm like just being honest about it because you know like I hate like coming on to a podcast and being like oh my god like Sistine and Sophia and then like in reality like I was like crying last night I mean you can tell like I look like shit but it's like I was crying an hour ago you're so (laughs) like it's like one of those things where it's like it's just like like in the state of being like transparent because like social media is so it's it's fucking hard and I mean I don't know if you can relate with anxiety but I think that like something that like honestly makes my anxiety worse is unfortunately like my job and being on social media like it's the pressure of like so much and like I know that obviously we grew up like totally different ways so like but it's still like I I get on social media and like a lot of the times like it makes me feel worse unless like I make sure I'm following the right people you know it's so funny because a lot of my anxiety stems from me not doing enough or me at the wrong place or if I'm not with the right people or if I'm just like and I get so hard on myself and so heady it's kind of interesting I don't know if your anxiety was like this is when I was born like my anxiety kind of transitioned as I got older like it totally like it first went to being like I cannot be away from my parents. It was like separation anxiety. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When Sophia was young, my parents would go out to dinner and what would you say? Maybe you're six years old. Yeah. And they would maybe come back at 1130 at night or 12 o'clock at night. And she'd be waiting on the stairs Mm-hmm. all night until they got home because she had the fear that they would yeah or not come home for some reason all of these fears yeah and it's kind of interesting because then it turned into my sisters so then my parents like I didn't really oh. mind if they left and I got super overprotective of my sisters and it was one of those things like I had to see them in bed asleep for me to feel better and it mm. honestly and I never went to therapy all those years and for some reason I thought to myself like I could fix this and so I kind of did get out of that and so now all the anxiety is just placed on me and the things I do and I didn't go to therapy until I was like 13 14 and I hated it like I don't know if that's how you felt in the beginning like I went to so many different therapists I would lie to my therapist I would like I thought it was a show I literally thought it was like a piece of performance art when I was like 12 and I'm a very (laughs) self-sufficient person like I like to fix things on my own I don't like to ask for help I don't like people telling me like how to fix it. And it became a thing where I was like hitting a wall. Like, okay, Sophia, 
you're just talking to yourself and you have anxiety. Like an anxiety person talking to like themselves is not going to help at all. Yeah, it's, it's like, so it's so funny too, because I feel like, especially people with anxiety, like we're like self-sufficient and like, we like to fix mm-hmm. other people's problems. So we're like, oh, like we got this. And then in reality, yeah. it's like the blind leading the blind. Cause it's it like is. you talking to your anxiety in your head. And it's like, it's like, Lauren, like I can give you advice all day. And then like, before I go to bed at night, like I'll forget everything I said to you and then like start doing everything in my own head. And it's just like, there's like, you need that like outside source. And I think yeah. it helps for people like us too, that are like, you know, like we're smart and like we, we, mm-hmm. I think it's that street smart too. You know, it's like, we understand Very emotions, true. we understand people, like social stuff, whatever. And so mm-hmm. having like an actual professional be like, no, like this is actually what anxiety is and what your brain is doing. Yeah. It's like, okay, I trust you because like you're a licensed professional and exactly. now you're helping me understand as opposed to like a friend just being like, you got this girl. And I'm like, yeah, That's so true. Know what you're talking about like, you and know, you know what, and it was also is that I didn't even confront the idea that my anxiety was something that I was actually born with because I feel like a lot of people go like, oh. I'm so anxious, I'm anxiety, I'm anxiety. But when you have true anxiety, I the best way to explain it to someone is like it's a feeling it's like it's not mm-hmm. it's not just like something that's onset it's just how I and when someone says like are you okay I'm like no I, I just my whole body is off yeah and I woke even if my day is totally fine no one is bothering me my work is great my friends are great my sisters are great I'll just wake up super anxious I'm like okay this is just this is my mind like this is something that I have to work through and I mean I went to therapy and I still do occasionally like I don't think you need it all the time I think you need it at certain points in your life and I think Mm -hmm. that when you feel like you're good you can reduce the amount of times you go and I know that's helped me a lot but it, you're kind of, you're like a well-oiled machine. You need to keep like retuning yeah. yourself. You, you can't forget totally. to go back. And I'm also I, a person that I can't I stop talking. Like I have to talk about it. Yeah, you do. <laughs> no, a hundred percent. I have a question for both of you because obviously everyone handles it differently. And Lauren, you mentioned that you deal with social anxiety. So when you're in a, um, that element and you feel it sort of coming on, what are ways that sort of help you bring it back down? And Sophia, the same question to you. I think too, like what uh, Sophia was saying, because you know how you said like, it's like that, like feeling and uh, because I always, I mean, my therapist makes me, she always goes, you know, like, you know, because I'm like, I don't know why I feel this way. Like, I don't know how I feel. And she's always like, you know, you know, but it's like, also, you know, we talk like every single week for the past, like three, however many years. And so it reminded me too of like, which is just so funny just to say really quick, how you said um, separation anxiety from your parents. I would always say like the only way I know how to describe the feeling is like homesick. Like, have you ever like, you know, like when you're like your parents leave, like sometimes my anxiety just like feels like that. But like my mom could like literally be in the same room, but it's like, I still have like that feeling because it's just Mm -hmm. the only way I describe it. And so sometimes like when I feel that and like some, you think, okay, like maybe I don't know why I'm triggered. My therapist would immediately say like, you do know why, like you just have to Mm -hmm. think, like you don't want to think about Mm -hmm. it. But for something like social anxiety, I think that I even remember like right probably before, um, before quarantine, um, I had to go to like, maybe it was like during quarantine. I don't know. I was doing something safely. Okay. Let's, let's just get that out of the way. I was wearing a mask. Anyway, I was going somewhere for the first time, like sober when there was going to be like other people drinking. And so it was the first time I had to like actually deal with my social anxiety without alcohol. And 
I just realized that like, it was one of those things where I, and I'm working a lot on this now because I think a lot of my anxiety just comes from the constant fear of like, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Like I'm not worthy of like even being good enough or like having needs and like people caring, whatever. And we're all so consumed with like what other people think. And especially if if you think about alcohol, it's like people getting sober, their first thought is like, well, what are my friends going to think? And like, I just remember like walking into this party and being like, literally no one cares about you, especially like being in LA. And like, I wasn't really going to be with a bunch of friends. I was like, everyone here is a narcissist. Everyone here sucks. (laughs) I'm like, just like, that is the the very advice. We give you know? that very advice on the show all the time. We say no like, one cares no about one cares. you, but you, no so one cares. It's like everyone's so concerned with themselves. And it's like, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing too, is just having boundaries. Cause I didn't have boundaries before. Cause I mean, sh- I'm sure you can relate Sophie of like, I want to fix every, everyone. I want to make sure everyone's having fun. I put everyone before myself and I started mm-hmm. realizing I don't like, no one cares what I'm doing. Everyone cares about themselves. And when I'm done, I can be done. I can leave yeah. the fucking party and I can that, go home. That's so interesting you say it like that because it's like in my yeah. case, when I talk about anxiety and I talk like, so I don't have social anxiety, but I do know what you mean about no one cares. Uh, my whole thing is like where I'm at in life compared to where everybody else is. And mm-hmm. I have to get this in my head that you are where you're supposed to be. And yeah. everyone else is too. You may be ahead of people at your age or you may be behind in what your mind thinks. And so it's like getting out of that and realizing you are who you are. No one cares where you are except themselves. It gets better. And it, they care just- so much about where they are too. And I think yeah. like the biggest thing I learned from working my way backwards through the industry too is, and this is more like digital stuff because like in reality, like, people that aren't from LA, which is a bunch of transplants like me, like no one knows what they're doing. But I just mm-hmm. realized like, cause I'm someone who I just ask questions. And one of my agents used to always say like curiosity killed the cat. And I was like, no, it's making this cat fucking smart. And cause I would always be like, how, like, who did this? Like who funded this? Like, how did this happen? And it wasn't cause like, I wanted to like feel bad or like compare myself necessarily. I was just always so curious. Cause I know there, there's so much more behind an Instagram post. And the more questions I asked and the more that I talked to people and I'm like an open book, like I used to help mm-hmm. my friends start businesses all the time. And I'm just like, literally nine times out of 10, what you see on Instagram is smoke and mirrors. Like it just is. Like, I posted a bikini so- photo today and I was crying an hour ago. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Sophia, I can't even get myself to take a bikini photo. Like I, I literally, no, no, by the way, she I didn't can't. even know I was doing it. I caught her off guard. And I was like, okay, like, this is why photo. <laughs> this is why I need to like hang out with you guys and get the fuck out yeah. of my house because I have no one to like snap pictures of me besides my little brothers who like me. literally just took a picture of me with like my nose cast on, like laying on the couch. Like that's not Instagram worthy. <laughs> oh but it's just like I literally was on FaceTime yeah. with my friend and I was like, I was like, I know I, I have a birthday party on Friday and I just want to look cute. I don't care what people think about me. I want to look cute for me. But I know 30 minutes later, I'm going to be pissed off because I couldn't even take an Instagram picture of it. Like, why is this our life? Like, it's so it's, stupid. It's, it's, life. It's, it's so dumb. It's like, it didn't oh happen God. if you didn't take a picture. Today, yeah. no, it didn't happen. Your birthday yeah, didn't happen. If you not didn't even take, take mirror pics all the time. I can't <laughs> execute. I can't execute. I'm not a fashion blogger for nothing. Oh my god! Sissy's like Sissy calls me the queen of selfies because like ninety percent of really my are. photos are it's just literally like classic. Just selfies. 
selfie. But she, yeah. you know how to find the light, which is rare, I will That's say. That's true. Thank but you. I'm the type, I'm the, no, I, I'm worse than I think both of you because I'm the type of person that I take great photos of everyone, but no one else can take it the way that I see it for myself. So I get livid. I'm like, can't you She's just take so it me? I will set to take a photo up. No. <laughs> I will set it up. I'll say, Sophia, stand here, do not move, take the phone and replace it with your hands. And I and do. Just, up. And I'm like, bitch. No, she's the scariest person to take photos of just because yeah. she's need photo. This is why I need to come over because I just need to like take advantage of Sistine taking oh my God. photos of me. I'll take photos and... of Sophia as the director and she'll position you. It's perfect. Yeah. I just it's like perfect. hate having my picture taken. It's like all of a sudden I'm like, I don't know how I got here because like all of a sudden I like have an Instagram and I'm supposed to post pictures of myself. And there's nothing more that I hate than taking photos of myself. So you wonder why I take mirror pics all the time. Because it's like I can like Easier. cover my face and just show you what I'm wearing, but it's mm -hmm. just but it's hard because weird. It's so it's weird. So weird. I, I feel like and you I feel like I try to tell myself I'm like, I don't compare my photos to like everyone else. And then I see the photo that Kendall Jenner's posted. She looks like a real life Barbie. Oh, and you're yeah. like all right. I'll like <laughs> save the photos and I'm like, remember this pose. Like you can do it. And like you it just never it. works. It I never works kills the confidence the most when you save one and you literally yeah. dress the same and then it just does not look I anything literally, yeah. i literally yeah. tried i tried i no. had my phone i put my bikini on i was like <laughs> let me recreate her whole thing because i had a red bikini oh, all this sophia this polar opposite, like, polar opposite. Taking, I, this is the best because do you like this photo i'm like your body looks incredible but you're posing in front of a bookshelf i'm like it doesn't really look like <laughs> The correct background for a bikini pic right now. I don't know about like, you. It was. It did not work. I was because nobody takes. I couldn't. Mm -hmm. I was posting it up. I was like, I can't do it outside. The lighting's not that good, so everything's better inside. But like, who's wearing a bikini inside near a bookshelf? Like, I you mean, either can make it. Make I don't it know what you do in your free time. It might be a mood booster for you to go to the library in your bikini. That's true. There oh we go. So that is, I think, the key to all this. Do not believe anything we post on Instagram because it's all smoke and mirrors. All and it's and all mirrors. smoke and mirrors from like a bikini pic to like a flourishing business. Like you don't, going, you don't it's know. It's true. It's true. And going back to sort of you don't know what anyone's going through. I'll look at some of these girls' pictures. I'm like, holy shit, they're beautiful. I'm sure they have not a single problem in the world because they have oh, a face yeah. and a body like that. Whereas they're probably the ones, the most insecure. It's yeah. always interesting just to like remind yourself. And I think also like too, I was just saying this on my podcast because it was just Valentine's Day. And I was like, I thought I was going to be like so upset and like a total basket case. And I was just like, I was this person last year on Valentine's Day. Like oh. I was the person with the long caption with like the cute slideshow. And I was like, and look at me now, motherfuckers. I was like, <laughs> any of you could be me in 12 months, join the club. Like, I love it. I mean? It's just like, and my real friends or like the ones like FaceTiming me being like, my one of my girlfriends and her boyfriend were like, oh yeah, you liked my Instagram? Don't worry, I almost deleted it because we got in a fight and I slept in the guest bedroom last night. Like, don't listen to anything you hear on Instagram. And oh, I'm just like, that's like the energy we need. You know what I mean? It's like, it's no relationship is perfect. No one's life is perfect. No, I think that's what I've realized the most when I've started this podcast, this is seen, is that the more vulnerable we are, because we try to like shoot the shit with mm -hmm. each other and we're goofy and we like tell conspiracy theories. But the moments <laughs> we're like really open about like anxiety or stress or blah, 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 blah that's when you get the most responses like, yeah yeah that's what people want to hear especially right now like i think we should start I mean, a new trend with every instagram caption that we write associated with the photo 
you could write the truth of what either went into the photo yes, or how you're actually sir. feeling. Like, yes. Like if it's a bikini pic, you're like, I literally am so hungry. I'm about to eat a Big Mac after this. Hi, here it is. Like, like I wish this was a bikini photo. I had the worst news like two hours ago. This is just literally like, better. Can you see the bookshelves warping towards me in the background? <laughs> can you tell? I mean, that can is one of my favorite, favorite hobbies. I mean, people are way better at face tuning now, but it used to be like zooming into the lines in the background of the photo. It was so much it was fun. So much myself fun. feel better, but no, it's yeah. so, it's, it's so funny too. Cause it's just like, I feel like I always like have all these photos that like I'll put on makeup like once a week. And then, cause I also just like hate wearing makeup and then I'll be like posting a picture of me and I like look like this in bed. And I always just want to write I look nothing like this right now, but I'm like, I'm going to post that like every single photo at this point. So yes. I think people just understand at no, this point, totally you know, there's, there's moments where I've had my girlfriends message me because I'll put on like a really cute outfit and I'll post it on my story and then I'll change back into my sweatpants. Like, oh my God, you have the best style. This, this little do they know it took me like probably 40 minutes to even decide what this outfit was, how stressed out I was, how angry it was to get that photo and then go, Oh yeah, I just like threw this together. Like I honestly, and I have to tell them that I'm like, you guys, I'm yeah. not this put together. Not real. Like I'm really not the mm -hmm. fashionista of the family. Like I'll have one <laughs> idea for one outfit. I'll just get a feel, selfie. but like orange and pink together. I'm which, still not that good. I'm like, I, I, think the style. I've totally, my friends are listening to this, I've totally tricked them into thinking that I'm way like more fashionista and like a makeup guru. You are, you're getting better. I did that last, I literally did that last week. I literally like put on like a cuter top because like I'm that person that like, I love the idea of orange and pink together. But then if I like, put it on, I'm like, I don't want to leave the house with this. Like I, cause I was talking to my friends about it. I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me in a sense of like, I don't want people to like look at me when I'm out in public. Like I don't want to like look like I'm something that I'm not. And like me and, my, hard, me and my one good friend like have this like, we were, we're so weird about it. It's like, I just want to look like I'm like not trying, like I don't want attention. And it's like, also I'll put on something for Instagram. And like, I admire the confidence that people have to like take Instagrams in public, wear fashionable outfits in public. Cause like, unless there's a reason, like I am walking out of the house in a t-shirt and jeans. And that is the fancy version of what I'm leaving my house in. Like, I that's agree you, that. and that's what you like. And it works for you. You it know, works. Yeah, it works. Fine. You just like, there's enough like mental health to deal with over here. The last thing I need to worry about is like mixing patterns. You know, and getting, I think getting a good Instagram on of art. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I yeah. I've tried the trends of like what TikTokers are doing with their, like their hair pulled back and these like cute little things. <laughs> and yeah. I, try, I try to wear like the plaid, like crop top <laughs> shirts. And I literally look like a baby. <laughs> A wow. giant baby. I look like a, a clown, like a oh, child. God. And it's yeah, so like, bad. I, I realized like Generation Z versus yeah. millennials, <laughs> light years. <laughs> like, literally, like, I'm sorry. I'm 26 and three quarters. I'm about to be 27 years old. Like, I, there like, are some trends that I just cannot partake in anymore. By the way, I heard skinny jeans are out. Apparently, to which, by the way, I was just thinking as I looked at Revolve, because I don't know if quarantine has done this to you, but like I'm actually in this like phase now where I'm just like actually ready like to bust out. I'm just like, no, yeah, like, I yeah, need yeah. like a hot girl summer. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And I was like literally on Absolutely. Revolve, and I was like, I think skinny jeans are gonna be my thing. And then I was like, yeah. oh, now Gen Z says we can't wear them. Like Jesus Christ. I know. You, 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 I you never do anything right by Gen Z, by the way. True. We're never going to be cool. Also, enough. also dark circles. If I freaking knew that years ago, <laughs> that my dark circles were going to be a fucking I mean, trend. Oh 
are you kidding me when i saw that on instagram i was like this is a joke right like why do they want to look dead i don't i don't get it it's like the grunginess they're like i look i love freckles but it's like now they're adding it it's like it's all it's a lot yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot. and I can't keep up. So you know what? I'm just gonna keep posting my bookshelf selfies. And, yeah, like, literally, literally. <laughs> wearing you stay the same true out. to yourself. You I stay literally true to yourself. Yeah, I rewear the same outfit like 80 times. I'm gonna continue wearing it another oh, yeah. 81st time. So that is it. I change I about it. two to three times a week, and my yep. I had to change. I have so many pairs of gray sweatpants because I just like neutral colors. And my little brother would not stop making fun of me this week. And he was like, hey, stinky. And I'm like, first of all, I'm not stinky. And it's like his, like, like he's 16. Like his his sense of humor is like telling people that they stink and that they smell. Like there's a post-it note on the top of my mom's ceiling right now that says, oh my God, you stink. And like, it's just like you're 16. (laughs) And so I literally put on green sweatpants and a nude sweatshirt when I got out of the shower yesterday. Because I was like, I don't want them to think that I've been wearing the same gray outfit for the past five days. So but maybe I'm going to start branching is, into some color. Quarantine's we'll been doing that to us. Quarantine's yeah. been doing that to us. And I have to say, I was yeah. on Revolve as well, twice this morning. Right? To, and, I, and the section, I, the edit I was under was a night out. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I'm trying. I'm adjusting. When we get out of here, all of us, we're going hard ladies like honestly just be glad you don't have my cell phone number like sending you texts the only text message i've been sending the past three days is like links to like new spring collections being like i'm about to stunt in this dress watch me show up in april like i I have texted so many people that you i called guy i released their collection i sent it to one of my girlfriends and i said see catch me in this fucking orange dress i dare you like I just, me. I, I just ordered a polka dot dress from Revolve. I don't know why. I don't know where I'm wearing this. Where are we going? I don't where fucking know, going? but I'm ready. We're going in front of the bookshelf. Get ready. It's honestly Instagram. good for your there. mental health. I don't care if it's a bookshelf or what it is, but like, honestly, a mood booster at this point is to just like feel hot because we've been inside for so long wearing sweatpants. And it's like, I feel like we all forgot that we're like, these beautiful female vessels and maybe it's like what heartbreak has done to me because I'm just like trying to like hype myself back up but it's it's like the energy I'm taking it into the summer no heartbreak like boosts you I know for me I was like I got blonder I got shaved my style amped up I was like who am I like everyone I've never looked better I've never looked better I'm like I'm like, I didn't I know. know that this was going to, like, take me to a glow up. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm I dead know. inside, but I, I look like, great. I, I'm like, I need a heartbreak every year. Just like, yeah. Every January to every six am. months, like a tune-up every six yeah, months. Yeah, literally. Because, like, when you, like, quote-unquote <laughs> fall in love, you, like, gain weight and stuff. And so I'm like, this is, like, the total opposite. I'm like, I'm I looking. Everyone's like, you look amazing. I'm like, huh. Like, yeah, I actually You're do. Like, I'm like, I've, vacant inside yeah, but you're like, I'm dying inside. I am a shell of a human but I look good <laughs> but I look good that's, that's all we can ask for right um, now Lauren I'll we'll leave you with this one last question I was actually just curious I didn't even write this down I, I'm because you're you're always branching and doing give your foot in like so many different ponds and I would love to know what you see yourself doing in like five years oh I mean it's the, it's one of those things too. I think if the past year has taught me anything, it's that I've accepted that I actually may, may not know as much as I think I know. And I think that's really scary for someone like me. And so I think it's like 
for me, it's understanding that like, I don't have to be psycho in control. Like I have the past 10 years of my career, I can still like be active and partake in life. And I think that what's meant so much to me in my career the past year really has been this like authenticity and like being open and honest and vulnerable. And I think my podcast was like the biggest silver lining. And so I think if I could like literally in five years, just somehow, like, I think at the core, just like be a good person and like, enjoy what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. which like I didn't do for a very long time, because it was always that scarcity mindset of like, I'm gonna have to move back home, I'm not gonna make it in LA. And so I think just like, figuring out in the next five years which is like for me terrifying because like then I'll be like in my 30s like whoa I mean like let's hope like I won't be like freezing my eggs and like maybe just be pregnant like we don't know. and also, but also those are the thing by the way if that happens that happens I feel like you know exactly I, I get it though like life happens when you're busy making other plans and I think that that's yes. one thing that we've really learned this year is that do not expect anything that you yeah. like are do not plan anything because your life can change in yeah. One day in a second. And like I think literally that I that. in a split second. And it's like, I, it's always like man plans, God laughs. Cause it's like, you just have to like roll with the punches. So I think it's like, for me, like in my career, it's like, even I've had so many personal just blows this year and like even professional blows. And I think the one thing that's like helped me is being honest about it all and sharing yeah. it all. Not in a way where it's like I'm depleting myself and like my privacy, but I think that at least it's helped me make this community. And I finally feel like I'm in this place where I'm an adult on the internet, whereas I'm not a 16 year old on the internet anymore. Yeah. So just kind of figuring out over the next few years of like, okay, how do I now that I know who I am and I know what I stand for, just kind of catapulting off of that. So I'm doing mm-hmm. a lot of like writing and designing stuff and just planning mm-hmm. little things, but just taking it taking it day by day because you never know when yeah. someone's going to drop kick you in the face again, you know? <laughs> Lauren, that was a brilliant answer. You I answer that Thank you. It's not, it's so not well. the most the exciting thing. No, it is because but this next chapter of your life, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited mm-hmm. for you because you're doing so well and you're on such a good path. And like, yes, you know, you've dealt with hardships and you've dealt with bad people and getting drop kicked in the face but you've bounced back <laughs> so well and like that yeah. really says something about your character and you're stronger because of it so i'm really excited for you yeah we thank love you, you. i literally love, love you guys you. so much we love you thank, thank you, you so for having me yeah, of course on. seriously we absolutely where, love you yeah where can everyone find you i mean listen all you have to do is type in lauren elizabeth and any search bar i'm sure you can even say it and all of a sudden your phone will just start redirecting you there because our phone listens <laughs> to everything we say but lauren elizabeth on instagram and then there's mood with lauren elizabeth the podcast on youtube lauren elizabeth you'll, you'll find everything on instagram perfect. there's a million things you can watch listen to read all that stuff perfect Amazing. we love you we thank love you so much lauren. love you guys from all of us here at the show, thanks for staying unwaxed. No, Kelly Clarkson! Be sure to download new episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or PodcastOne.com. Follow your hosts at Sophia Stallone and at Sistine Stallone. And be sure to follow the show at Unwaxed Podcast. Your producer is Will Sterling. We'll see you next week. Unwaxed.